0: G'day. Welcome to the Fasting Highway podcast. I'm Graham Curry, your host from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilos or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and I successfully maintained that weight loss now coming up 2 years. I wanted to bring this series of podcasts to you to give you an insight into what it's like to living an intermittent fasting lifestyle. I'm also the author of the book The Fasting Highway, which is a story of my journey overcoming chronic addiction to fast food and sugar, and taking that walk from morbid obesity to normality. So sit back here with us on the fasting highway in the next few weeks and listen to some inspiring guests and some experts in the intermittent fasting community. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the show. G'day. Welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, and this is episode 41. So today, I'm really delighted to be joined by Michelle Montone, and Michelle is from the suburbs of Orlando, Florida, in the United States of America, and Michelle is 39 years old and is a mum of two boys, aged three and six, and she's married to a wonderful husband and has been for the last nine years. And prior to that, Michelle was a paralegal uh, for 15 years as well. Michelle's had a few struggles with weight, as you'll hear in the podcast, and a funny incident led her to discovering intermittent fasting. And for those of you in the Instagram world, you may know Michelle as Clean Fasting Mama. And those of us who follow uh, Michelle will know that her posts and that sort of thing in the Instagram world are so inspirational. And I know I get such a thrill when I see her posting, and she encourages so many, and she's also an inspirer. And here to tell us about her journey today is Michelle Montone. Oh, g'day, Michelle, and welcome to the Fasting Highway, and thank you for joining me today.
1: Hey, Graham, thank you for having me. It's great to be here.
0: Oh, fantastic. So, Michelle, what we might do, if you don't mind, um, could we just get a bit of your backstory and what led you up to finding intermittent fasting and how you actually found it?
1: Well, um, I'm 39. I, I think it's always uh, pertinent to start with my age because we're all in different parts of our uh, areas of our lives. Um, I found fasting. Um, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I've heard, I heard about it for probably a whole year before um, I was sitting in the, the salon one day and um, getting my hair done and just kind of just at my wits end with my weight and just kind of just accepted just like, I was like, I'm going to just be obese, I guess. I don't know. Um, And I overheard somebody talking about intermittent fasting next to me and how she had lost about 25 pounds. I think she said, and uh she felt so amazing and all these health issues had gone away for her. And I'm like, you know, this is probably the third or fourth time I've heard of this. And I've been hearing about it from another friend of mine for about a year prior. Um So, I just decided to start researching and I stumbled upon Jen Stevens and I started to um, read a lot about uh, Delay Don't Deny. One of my friends invited me to her her very like large Facebook group, the one that has about 300 and some thousand people. Um, so I just started seeing all of these very motivational um, posts about people all around the world who are using intermittent fasting. And um, I'm like, wow, I mean, it seems pretty simple, right? So I, I just decided to, um, to start. And um, that was January 24th of this year of 2020. And um, I haven't really
0: ever looked back at all, <laughs> ever. Wow. It's amazing. You went in to get a hair, hairdo and you came out uh, <laughs> yeah. with well, a bit of fasting protocol.
1: Yes, it was insane. It was totally insane. But um, I guess a lot happens in the salon,
0: right? Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned there that you sort of accepted the fact that you were obese. And I think a lot of us get to that point, Michelle, when we're obese, we just sort of think, I'm never going to be anything else but obese. Were well, you a bit like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I had had two kids, my, um, my youngest at that point was two, but, um, I, I had spiraled so far at that point with just kind of like, I have a history of anxiety, depression in my life, um, which now is under control. Thank goodness. Um, but, uh, I think that kind of added to the eating, like just, uh, just, I had a severe sugar addiction, so, um, that, that really brought me to the point of no return. Um, and I really, I felt like I had tried all of these things and nothing was working. So I just accepted. I said, okay, I guess this is where I am and where I'm going to be. And I guess I'm going to be unhealthy and miserable. <laughs> so it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great feeling. I'm laughing now, but, um, back then it really wasn't funny <laughs> at all, at all.
0: Yeah. So if you don't mind sharing, um, Michelle, what was sort of your weight like? You're coming up now a year of intermittent fasting. What was your weight like at the start and how tall are you?
1: I'm only 5'3". I'm quite short um, for, uh, you know, life. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I was, uh, when I started out, um, to be honest, I hadn't stepped on the scale in, in quite a while. Um, so I, I say my starting weight is 185. Uh, but I am not really sure. I think I probably hit around 200 at a few points. Uh, but I'm not really sure. Like I said, I had gone so far off and just didn't care anymore. And I don't even know. I I say 185. That's the last time I got on the scale and remember seeing a number at a doctor's office and saying, wow, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Like this is a, this is a little bit out of control now.
0: Okay, so you're around 90 kilos for Australian and New Zealand listeners, up yeah. around that 185 when you started there back in January of this year. So, just how did you get started, Michelle? What fasting protocol were you doing and how did you choose that? Well, I just, I really went off of
1: just all of the files and information from Jin's um, IF group. And um, I just, I jumped right in before I could even get my hands on the book or anything because I really just wanted to start. I started very slow. I started very slow. I started with like a 1410 protocol. Um, just to see because I was one of these people who ate every two to three hours. Like I carried snacks with me long before I had kids. Um I just always was eating constantly. Um, so I I didn't really know if I could do it. I didn't know if it was for me. So I started slow, 1410, and that came really easy, actually. So um I moved up every day about an hour for the first 2 weeks and um I stuck with 16:8 for a little while maybe the first 2 months or so and then I kind of built out from there and found my my sweet spot if you will it, it it took a while it took quite some time of adjusting lots of healing <laughs> so much healing going on yeah um,
0: so it's a trial and error process
1: it absolutely you just have to try and see and you know everybody asks you know what are you doing what's your protocol and and uh, you know obviously we want to share and we want to um, all talk about what works for us of course um, but we're also very different at the same time so um, and we all have different goals and different um, you know healing processes so Um, for me, um, my, my adjustment period took about two months, you know, it was, it was quite lengthy and, um, and it could be longer or shorter, you know?
0: Yeah. You also talked about a severe sugar addiction there, which is something very close to my heart, of course. Uh, I was a former sugar addict and a chronic sugar addict at that. I was just wondering when you came to intermittent fasting and you started that sort of 14 and 10 protocol, Mm -hmm. were you really fighting that sugar addiction? What were you sort of eating in your window at that point? Were you restricted, trying to restrict anything or just eating what you crave basically?
1: Well, it's, it's funny at first. I just, I really didn't change much at first, except for just really trying to nail the clean fast. Um, so I, during my window, I wouldn't really allow myself like the junky sugars like I had before. Like my go-to was uh, here in America, they're the Reese's cups. I, I, I don't know if you have them there in Australia, but they're just like peanut butter cups. It's chocolate peanut butter cups. And I would freeze them <laughs> and hide them from my family and like, you know, hide the wrappers in the trash and everything. So I would just kind of like restrict that. Like I wouldn't eat that, but like, During my window, I mean, I would have, like, a scoop of Nutella or, like, peanut butter or maybe sometimes I'd mix them up (laughs) and just, like, try to take it down a notch, like, not really the process, like, trying to take it one step a little bit down, maybe a little healthier, Um, maybe some yogurt and honey and nuts or something like that. But um, I really wasn't being too restrictive. Um, I, I enjoyed dessert throughout this entire process, to be honest. I just... I had to, I know some people are either all or nothing with a sugar addiction. Um, I was able to basically like say, okay, I'm going to delay it a week or sometimes longer. Like I found that I will only lose if I'm delaying. So if I'm delaying from Monday to Friday of processed sugars, meaning like non-fruit sugars, um, you know, I will, I'll still be losing. So that works for me you know, delaying it. Um, Some people have to cut it out completely and that's understandable.
0: Yeah. I sort of um, was fortunate in the fact that when I first decided to take stock of my health, I didn't really know about intermittent fasting and I sort of worked through a bit of the sugar addiction that I had. And I basically just went the cold turkey route and I fought one hell of a withdrawal um, three weeks. It was Mm -hmm. brutal. Like um, it got it got to the point where i even spent two days in bed with the dooner over my head basically
1: yeah and um i was yeah. really
0: climbing climbing the walls and i don't know what it's like going through drug addiction withdrawal but i i can assume it was a similar type thing and yeah. it, i had all these voices just trying to tell me you know go down and get the sugar go and get the mm-hmm. fast food and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i was really fighting myself but after about 3 weeks i started coming out of that mm-hmm. and then I sort of started turning over my food and finding healthier choices a bit like what you did right. and then I too stumbled on to Delay Don't Deny and I think we're all pretty thankful for that but oh. you also mentioned there uh, you were a closet eater basically yeah, in <laughs> terms of hiding food and wrappers and yeah, that was me as well um, I was a, a class A closet eater, Michelle I would hide wrappers down the Mm -hmm. back of the couch. Mm -hmm. Um, If anybody ever went into my car, you would find a treasure trove of food, (laughs) chocolate bars, um, potato chips. Uh, I used to have a. I always used to have a couple of bags of potato chips under the seat of my car, Mm -hmm. just in case I uh, faded away on the way to work. Right. And um, yeah. So, with your closet eating, was that something that was sort of long term in your life?
1: you know i've had such a, a a really not great relationship with food since i was a teenager um and so that being said um yeah i i was i was basically i i was brought up eating very healthy and um kind of feeling bad and guilty if i was ever to eat something that wasn't healthy um so when i went out to college um you know i i kind of <laughs> had this like freedom and I'm like oh wow I could eat or drink whatever I want now you know and so like I gained 40 pounds in college pretty quickly and um so yeah I I had a really bad relationship with food um even after losing that weight after college I I I was very restrictive very restrictive um yeah, it's been, it's been, um, I think the biggest gift that intermittent fasting has given me is that it's completely re- repaired my relationship with food. Um, I don't really think of foods now as being bad, good, et cetera. I just naturally want to make better choices, I guess. And if I, if I don't make such a great choice, I don't really feel that bad about it. <laughs> I just, I'm like, okay, that's fine.
0: Yeah. It's, um. It's quite freeing, isn't it? And I know sort of, I come to that sort of stage now. Well, pretty much in about six months into my intermittent fasting journey, I became a complete food snob, Michelle. Absolutely. um, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Those foods that I used to love. I mean, I, I spent three or four times a day in the drive through um, mm-hmm. or, you know, I was forever in the pantry eating sugary things, biscuits, cakes, lollies, you name it. Right. And now those foods just almost sort of make me feel like I want to throw up now when I think about them. it.
1: Did, I feel like you're when you are an intermittent faster, your body has almost an immediate reaction to a food that is going to make you inflamed and feel just have like a, you know, it just, if you made a bad choice, it's kind of like, you know, it really, really fast. And, um, you know, that's been my major, um, you know, victory, so to speak, is that I, I, I know my limits now. And, um, it's not just with food, it's with alcohol as well. Like I was probably on the verge of alcoholism before intermittent fasting, to be honest. Um, I was drinking, you know, wine every night and I, and here in America, it's like, Oh, these moms, it's like, everybody just drinks wine. It's like, Oh, it's acceptable. Blah, blah, blah I would drink the wine at the end of the night. Well, the one glass turned into two and then two turned into three and then the whole bottle. And then like, I'm drinking wine every night like this. And I think that was a major hurdle for me, you know, in the weight loss process I've found with fasting, you know, wine, I don't metabolize it very fast at all. It's very slow. Um, and I was able to not, I don't, I didn't quit drinking, but I, I did quit drinking during the week completely. And, um, now I have like a strict limitation and I'm very snobby, <laughs> you know, I, I'm like, I only, I have a very specific, you know, thing that I want. I want it top shelf. I want it this way and uh, very low sugar. So, um, yes it's it's all about control and discipline and it's really taught me that it's really taught me control and discipline and it's absolutely amazing
0: yeah I think that's interesting um and I think that's really great for you too by the way and I can really resonate with that uh coming from a similar sort of situation and I was never really a big drinker I was a social drinker like Mm -hmm. um and I was a party boy in my day, uh-huh. and I I had that reputation, but I was never a guy that would just drink at the end of the day on my own. But if I had company or if I was at the pub, yeah, there was no off button. I, I would be the last to leave. I just loved it. And I found that quite uh-huh. tough, the social aspect of intermittent fasting. When I first started, um, I had to withdraw a lot from those sorts of things because I wanted to get on top of what I was doing. Uh-huh. How did you sort of handle the social situation when you were used to that when you first started fasting?
1: Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. So I, it was hard. It was really hard because I, my friends are all drinkers, Um, you know, not that they're like getting wasted. It's all moms just like me. But at the same time, you know, like we get together, what are we doing? It's happy hour, like every single time. So, yes, they want to drink where it's outside of my my you know eating window, and I will just leave like I'll leave or early or I'll just start drinking water and most of the time, like nobody really recognizes it or brings it up, but I'm very like I wear my heart on my sleeve, I'm not somebody who really keeps information from people, so I will uh, they all know that I, I do intermittent fasting and they kind of just know like, Oh, she must've closed her, you know, eating window. <laughs> so I'm just drinking water and it's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's a, it was a little bit difficult at first. And I would find myself kind of like withdrawing and kind of canceling plans sometimes um, because I felt a little bit awkward, but you know, I kind of came out of the, the fasting uh, closet, so to speak. And um You know, and it was fine. And all my friends are, you know, they're very supportive. And my family's, I'm very fortunate that everybody in my life is very supportive.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. With your support networks, um, obviously you're quite a social person then. And you probably have a lot of friends and family. Did you get any pushback or was everybody pretty supportive of what you were doing?
1: Um, Mostly everybody's been very supportive. I mean, I've had a few eyebrows raised at me, but um, I, I don't. I don't like if, if somebody raises an eyebrow at me, I don't take it like, you know, personally or anything like that. And I, I understand that, you know, fasting's not for everybody. Um, however, I do think that everybody, it's worth a try for, for anyone who struggles with weight loss um, and maintaining that weight loss um, or even any, anything health issues alone, you know, um but i just kind of let my results speak for themselves not really like i'll just be quiet then if somebody raises their eyebrow i won't say anything to them i i even kind of switched my social social media not on instagram but mostly on facebook i i don't really like want to talk about fasting anymore on my personal page and it's not really that i don't want to share this information with other pe- people but like you know, I've had a couple eyebrows raised and I just, I have started my own personal private group. Um, I mean, it's public, anybody could join it, but you know, that's where I share my information and my love for fasting and, um, and on Instagram too, sometimes. So, um, yeah, what's the na- what's the name
0: of your Facebook group, Michelle? It's, um, clear.
1: it's called, um, delay, don't deny, uh, support for clean fasting, um it is one of gin's off groups and um i think we're like nearing 800 members at this point um it's just you know it's nice a pa- it's a passion project you know <laughs> so
0: yeah i do know <laughs> uh, it is, yeah it, is, it can take, take a bit of time and yeah and it's it's great to have those smaller communities too i think and um People get to know each other. I know in my Facebook group, the yeah. Fasting Highway podcast Facebook group, uh, we have a pretty good vibe going. And Absolutely. So that people get to know each other yeah. a little bit in the smaller groups. But Michelle, with your fasting, um, did you find you found things like appetite correction happening for you at all?
1: Oh my gosh, Graham. Yes. And another amazing gift that um, intermittent fasting will give you is that appetite correction. And That what that's what keeps me from wanting all that ultra processed food, you know, through the drive through, like we were talking about before, and the, the sugary treats and everything all the time, like, um. And everybody's, it's hard to explain. Like I try to explain it to people. I was like, one, it's just like you, it just happens. You just don't want it anymore. I don't know how to explain it. It just happens. But yeah it took me probably two months ish. The same as my adjustment period is when like kind of the appetite correction thing happens between two and three months for me. And I just started craving like really clean, whole like foods. Like I don't want any processed foods anymore. Like I once in a while, yes, I, I will eat processed foods, but I'm not perfect. And that's why I fast because you know, I, am I'm not, nobody is. Um, but I, you know, yeah, I, I, I just want that delicious, you know, yummy, clean food now, like lots of vegetables. And, um, interestingly enough, I found that meat is, uh, I don't digest it very well at all. Uh, like really high protein meals. I don't digest it very well. So I've kind of moved to more of a plant-based diet in my fasting journey, uh, just kind of by accident <laughs> just i just find meats i don't really want it anymore um you know yeah. so it's just that's what my body craves i crave plants and um fish <laughs> so yeah
0: yeah i'm a i love fish myself and um i know exactly what you're saying you get to that stage where i feel like it's almost like you start eating things that your body needs not so much what the mind wants right and it two different things. And I just wanted to also say to people out there, even though Michelle and I um, were both sugar addicts and that sort of thing, and you're probably the same, and I don't want to demonize anybody that loves sugar. No. I think if you do love it and um, it's something you enjoy, then have it. And uh, But, yeah, if you're chronically addicted, I think you really need to think about that. But I found my window just started getting naturally healthier all the time and and now I'm the same like I think about my window at the end of the day and it has to be worthy for me Michelle or it just doesn't fly
1: absolutely Graham absolutely um I just we I say we because my husband is a is a faster as well um we find ourselves just you know really upping the quality of everything that we put into our bodies um just we 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 are both one meal a day all matters <laughs> Oh, if you will. Um, and, you know, we started like meal delivery service, but like, very high quality, like we do green chef. And um, if we are cooking, it's going to be, um, you know, something super healthy at home. Um, and it's just it's, real, it's been a total game changer for us. You know, we just we yeah. eat really, really good high quality foods. And um, you, you feel a whole lot better when you put high quality foods into your body.
0: Yeah, you do. So did your husband start at the same time as you or did you see you getting those results and join on?
1: It's interesting. Um, at first he looked at me like I was had three heads. And um, because at that point I had done so many crazy, weird things <laughs> to try to lose weight. And um, he's like, this is just one of her, you know, her things and she'll it's not going to work or whatever. And but after a week, um, not even, it was about five days. Um <laughs> the first thing that happened, it wasn't really weight loss. It was um, my IBS symptoms completely cleared up within a week. And um, he saw how much better I felt and looked. I just like so much inflammation had just disappeared within a week. And um, he was just like, wow, I I, I want to try this, you know? And um, so he, he jumped right on board and and he never looked back either. He he's down like about twenty five pounds. Um, you know, working from home with with COVID and everything, he's kind of like plateaued a bit with um his activity and everything. So but no, he's been doing great. He we both, you know, have gotten a lot healthier, feel a whole lot better.
0: Yeah. And so that support network you get from your husband's important too. And and I think people that do it together, it's so much easier than um I talked to quite a few people, Michelle, where their partner doesn't do it and they really battle with that. And their partner will sit there and eat food in front of them and not supportive. And I, I think that would be terrible.
1: I, you know, Graham, I, I see it all the time, especially, you know, in, in the social media groups and everything about how their spouses, partners aren't aren't supportive or aren't fasters. And will just, I, I feel bad. I do. I, you know, I, I can't imagine because he, he has been so very supportive and I'm so very grateful for that. And I, I love when I see couples that fast together, but I am, I have so much empathy even like, you know, for, for those that, um, that don't and that don't have that support. Um, so it's just, just, I say, persevere, just persevere through it. And um, hopefully they see the light.
0: <laughs> Michelle, we're going into the non-scale victories and the health benefits. Could you just run us through those? I know you've got quite a few there, so take your time. Oh,
1: goodness. That. Yeah, so um, yeah, weight loss is, like we say, it's a side effect of intermittent fasting. My non-scale victories outweigh all of my <laughs> weight loss victories. Um, IBS was was a big one. Um, I was suffering with that for a while. Um, no doctor ever mentioned anything about a diet. I had been to... So many gastrointestinal doctors, nobody had ever mentioned anything about diet. Um, So that was the first thing that cleared up. Um, Over the course of six months, I was able to completely come off my heartburn medication that I was on for almost 20 years. Um, Prilosec, you know, the H-blockers, they're terrible for your body. Uh, It basically robs your body of nutrients that it desperately needs. Um, I was able to basically come off of them gradually but I was with under under medical care of course I came off of them um I had chronic migraines those are now gone those cleared up within a month um I have arthritis I've had arthritis in my neck pretty much my entire adult life um my pain is probably 85% reduced um so that's been huge um, because of the arthritis, I had a little bit of like, uh, actually, it was getting quite bad for my age. I'm 39. So I, it was like a hunch in like, like, a, almost like a hunchback in my neck. <laughs> That's been like corrected. I don't know. If, I, I don't know if it's IF or just, you know, just coincidence, but um, it's about 85% corrected. Um then there's just like a bunch of different little things. Um Candida overgrowth that's gone. I had uh, really bad cysts in my skin, like lots of lots of skin problems. All of those skin problems have cleared up. <laughs> um overall energy is much higher. Um you know, you're I think that as a faster when you lose a lot of weight and you start to feel really well again and you feel really healthy, your confidence goes really 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 high. Um, it's just, it's just total freedom, totally ending my diet mentality, um, my relationship with food and my overall wellness. Things like I used to exercise a lot, you know, and I've always thought that like to be uh, healthy, you had to exercise hard, like all the time. And I, I I love exercise, but now I, I I can run. I I never could run before because I was just so heavy. I couldn't move that fast. (laughs) And, um, and now I can do that. And I just, it's not really because I have to, it's just, I, I, I I can, and it feels good. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And, um, yeah. And I, I can, I move around much easier and, um, I'm able to take care of my kids a lot easier. I mean, I have two little boys and they're just super energy filled and, um, my day's very physical. So, um, to not, you know, to have constant pain, just moving around was just, Debilitating, you know, I couldn't keep up with them at all.
0: Yeah, and I can really resonate with that running. Uh-huh. I wrote about it in my book actually, um, about the running episode. And I was walking one day and I just felt so uh, good. Yeah, and all of a sudden I started running. And I call it the forest <laughs> dump moment when uh, <laughs> uh shackles break off his legs and he starts running. Yes, and that's what it, honestly no, that's what yeah. it was like. And I just thought I was running with these tears wow. running down my face, just going, Oh my God, I can actually yeah. run. Yep. And I couldn't believe it. I think I
1: did. I cried. I cried.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, it's so emotional. Like all of a sudden you think, Wow, I can actually yeah. run. And like I always used to drive along and see all these fit, healthy people jogging and mm-hmm. running. And I used to think to myself, Man, it'd be cool to be yeah. like that. You know, just to be able to go for a run down the beach or do something. And like you, I, I got to the stage where I was so heavy and I didn't like exercise yeah. at all. Yep. And now I love it. I swim, I row. Uh, what do you do for exercise? Tomorrow, um, I,
1: I'm a huge, like, I just really like walking. I, I'm, you know, I, I walk a lot um, and I run because I can, <laughs> not because I have to. Um, yeah. But other than that, I have like a weighted hula hoop. Um, I got, kind of into that somebody in one of Jin's group mentioned the weighted hula hoop and it kind of like was like oh I love hula hooping so that'd be fun um so I I do that and then um I love yoga so I do some some yoga at home um but other than that you know I don't I'm very physical with my kids and I'm always doing you know I'm, I'm using my body um I the majority of my weight loss was over the summer and I live in Florida and it's, it's very hot here. <laughs> um, so I have a huge yard and I was uh, mowing the lawn all summer um, in a fasted state. Um, of course, for me, there's really no other way to work out. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. Um, but I would just go out there fasted, you know, 18 hours and, and mow the lawn for an hour. And I'd come back in, like, I feel like I could flip over a, Truck like I would be full of
0: just like, just like energy. I don't even know where it came from. You mentioned you're a mum, there, and obviously a busy mum. Um, so when you're a mum, you're obviously preparing uh. food for kids and that all day, and that sort of thing, and yes. snacks. Did, did you find out uh, at yes, first?
1: Extremely because I had a, a huge problem, and I think one of my uh, the reasons I had gained so much weight after kids is you're preparing food all day, like you said, and you're, I I would pop, like, the crust of the bread, like, I would cut the crust off the bread for my picky children, and, um, I would just snack on the crust of the bread, or, like, what, they had leftovers, I'd snack on it, and, like, I, so I'd be snacking on all this, like, food, and then I'd eat my dinner and then I'd have, you know, I was just regular eating lunch, snacks, all the stuff. But yeah, it it was extremely hard at first because it was a habit. It was just like, I'd be popping food into my mouth all the time. So to break that, it was, (laughs) it was difficult. Um, I kind of just kept, I kept thinking like, just keep your mouth closed. (laughs) Don't put anything in there, like, except for your water, you know, any, any, you know, black coffee water. Um, but yeah, I would um I would just drink my water, um, and you know mineral mineral water. I got really into the drinking mineral water, and um, so yeah, it was uh, it was it was something that I had to like. It was a habit I had to break it, and just like anything else, it was just like a discipline yeah. you had to learn it. So after a couple of weeks of doing that, it's just like yeah, I like my mom. She started to fast. Interestingly enough. And um, she was making the stuffing for Thanksgiving at like 10 o'clock at night. And she's like, oh, I, I accidentally broke my fast. I had to eat the stuffing. Has, has, that's had to have happened to you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm sure it's happened to people. Yeah. But I, I just, I was so diligent about it. I just was like so done. And I knew this was working. So um, I kind of, I used that, you know, I used that to like
0: motivate myself. Yeah, you just had that mindset. So you just mentioned, touched on there about uh, clean fasting. Was clean fasting something you did right it, from the very it beginning? It was,
1: it was. Um, because I I found out about fasting, um, I really through um, Jin's groups and everything. And uh, her, her way is completely clean, obviously. And um, I wouldn't do it any other way. I would never recommend anyone to dirty fast. Um, but yes, it was it was a clean fast from the start. So in my fast, I only drink water mineral unflavored mineral water of course and um black coffee that's it and a uh, little little pink salt here and there but um not too much I, I needed it a lot at first but um now I don't need it hardly ever at all
0: yeah so with your weight Michelle um you started back there in January and we're in November now. What sort of weight loss do you reckon you've had in that um, time?
1: Well, I started at one eighty five, and I I actually just broke through a three month plateau, <laughs> three long months. <laughs> um, but I'm currently at one thirty nine. Um, my my goal is, you know, I met my goal. It was one forty. Um, but I kind of got there, and I'm like, well, you know, I I it's not that I I want. I'm happy where I am, but. Um, I was kind of like, you know, I felt my best at 135. So, you know, I'm, I'm about four pounds where I was, I'm aiming to be, but I'm in, I'm, I really don't, I know I'm going to get there. I, I don't have any doubt in my mind. So I'm kind of just keep on keeping on and doing what I know works for me.
0: Yeah. That's fan. That's fantastic. That's a great result in that time, oh my- especially with a three month plateau. So, How did you bust through that? Did you do any extended fasting? Uh, Delaying
1: alcohol, delaying sugar, alcohol and sugar, big, 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 big plateau, um, you know, issues for me. Um, I, anytime I delay alcohol and sugar, I can bust through any plateau. Um, it's when I have too much of that in my window, um, That I just, I just kind of stay. And, you know, with, with this year, it's been a tough one. You know, we've had added stress. Mm -hmm. um, So, you know, it's, it's, I I had, you know, in March, you could see my weight loss. It went up, up, up. I gained like seven pounds. And then I was like, nope, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let this mess me up. And I just ding, 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 ding. Like I just kept going down from there because I I knew what worked and I just
0: kept doing it uh also with a mum, i suppose you have to sort of figure out meal plans and that sort of thing and do you think your kids just sort of naturally ate more healthier food as a result of what you know i wish that was the case graham but it's not
1: <laughs> they uh it's not like okay. they've reverted or anything like that they just are they're super picky kids and um i i, I had a lot of like kind of concerns in the beginning about them seeing me not eating and seeing dad not eating um, throughout the day and uh, kind of questioning that. But um, there, you know, I just, we explained to them we're adults, we're done growing and they they saw mommy getting healthier and feeling better. So it was, it was a positive thing. Um, But you know, I I think they're, they're starting to get more open-minded. It's kind of like an age thing. You know, they just want to eat chicken nuggets and pizza and all that kind of crap, you know, but, um, slowly, but surely I'm getting them to try (laughs) different things. I think it's going to be a process. Um, but yeah, I, as a result of us eating healthier foods and trying different things, they're slowly trying different things. I would say it's a slow process, but, um, like, I don't, I don't really do things. I, I offer, you know, I'm like, here you go. Here's your food, balanced meal. But I don't make them sit there until it's, you know, like my mom, you know, my parents made me sit there. I had to sit there until it was over and um, I would just force it down by any means possible. It was just not, it wasn't pleasant, <laughs> you know.
0: Oh, my dad was a huge breakfast advocate. Oh, you know, yeah. you've got to have breakfast mm-hmm. to start the day. You've you've got to have this fuel. Like my dad made breakfast an oh, sure. Olympic sport. And um he would seriously have toast, Everything. cereal, yeah. you know, porridge, you name it. Um, and then he always used to try and drum that into me. And and it's funny actually when I started intermittent fasting, people <laughs> would say, What, you don't eat breakfast? that's terrible. You know, you, you can't run all day. What, how, how can do you possibly work? have the energy? And I said, well, you know, how bad is that for you? And I say, well, I'll ask you a question. Have you ever been to a funeral where they've got up to do the eulogy and they've said, well, Bob died last week because he didn't have breakfast. <laughs> you know, it's, um, and I always say to people when they say to me about starting intermittent fasting, they go, oh, you know, I don't know how I can do this, how I can get through the day. And i say, well, listen, You've already been fasting right. for eight hours when you're sleeping. So you've only got right. to get through to lunchtime to get to that mm-hmm. 16 and eight start and then eat in that eight hour window and then start from there. And then once you get used to it, try to lengthen it out so you can get into that maximum fat burning period of that right. 18, 20 hour mark. Yeah. So basically um, Michelle, what I was doing, I lost that. Uh, I was doing a 23 to one through the losing phase and mm-hmm. then I just sort of wanted something in maintenance so I could free up a bit of social activity on the weekend. And I moved to a 16 and eight mm-hmm. um, just so I could go out and have brunch with my wife and that sort sure. of thing. And that's, that seems to be working really well. So yeah. with you heading towards maintenance? Is that something you sort of think about? Have you got any plans for that?
1: I am so nervous about maintenance and I don't know why. Um, I, I think that um, I, I, yeah, there's that little fear in me that I'm going to kind of spin off what I know works. But, um, I think for me, I'm trying to just embrace what I know works, which for me is, is sticking around that 24 during the week. Um, I, sometimes I go over, sometimes I don't make it to 20. Every day looks a little different during the week, but I do have that minimum of 18. I, 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 like to get to 20 though. Um, and then on the weekends, yeah, I, I free up my windows a little bit more, but, um, when as I enter maintenance, I think that I'm just going to continue doing that um, because I don't want to I don't want to lose any more weight. So um, once I get to where I want to be, so I think that I'll still can clean fast every single day um, with a minimum of sixteen um, and uh, and see kind of how that takes me. But um, I I know where I feel my best, and that's and that's making that twenty hours at least three to four times a week. Um, you know, I I probably won't be as restrictive in my windows, but um, I I would like to just uh, do what I know works. I'm a little scared to deviate anywhere away from that. (laughs) So um, I I gotta, I gotta find that balance. I'm not really sure, uh, you know, what that's going to look like yet. It's a little scary to me.
0: Yeah, it's a different mindset, that's for sure. And um, I've been maintaining now. nearly two years and I'm within a range of about sort of three to five pounds, I guess. Um, and I, I don't let it get outside that. Uh Um, and one of the reasons I do weigh every day and that I have done the whole time, basically apart from a couple of weeks when I was in Japan, but, Uh um, I weigh because it's accountability for me personally. Uh And I find what that does is, it just, I, the numbers don't mess with me. Like I know they're going to fluctuate mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know on the 16 and eight weekends, mm-hmm. then the Monday comes, I am going to be up a little bit because right. that's just extra volume, uh, sure. extra water, water weight, weight. weight, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't believe the number of calls and messages I get every Monday from people, Michelle, <laughs> and say, oh my God, i have put on six pounds on the weekend. i thought put right. the intermittent fasting works and say, listen, you haven't put on six pounds of fat on the weekend. No. You've gained a little water weight. You've uh-huh. had some carbohydrates. You know, you you might have you had a couple of bourbons and had a kebab. That's uh-huh. okay. Don't don't uh-huh. sweat it. Uh-huh. It's um go back to your normal fasting protocol and uh-huh. you'll be okay. But I think once you have those tools of intermittent fasting like you have, uh-huh. then it's okay in maintenance. You you tend to learn how to use them. But I think it's just either making sure that you just keep a little bit of vigilance about either how your clothes fit or or all that scale, because I think it's a lot easier to rein in a five pound gain than what it is a 15, 20 pound gain.
1: Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think that, um, maintenance for me is going to look, is going to look a lot like what I'm doing now. Just, um, You know, I'm not an everyday weigher. I know that a lot of fasters are. Um, I have a really terrible relationship with the scale. I let it affect me a lot. Like, um, so I I don't really I don't weigh every day at all. Um, I'm one of these people that just weighs once in a while. Uh, to keep me honest. Um, I I I record my lowest weight and kind of like I'll I can feel though, you know, if I feel my clothes fitting a bit snugger. I'll I'll hop on the scale and I'll be like, Oh, okay. (laughs) And then I'll, I'll get, a kind of, it kind of just brings me back to earth and then I'm like, all right, you know, and then I get back to what I know works and then I see it go down again the next time I get on it.
0: So, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Michelle, I wanted to ask you too, when we're talking about your kids and stuff, um, what do you say to other mums out there that might be thinking, Oh, listen, I've got a family, I've got kids, I've got a household to run. I've got to do all these things. I'm too busy as a mum to do intermittent fasting. What what do you say to them about fitting it in around being a busy mum?
1: I, I mean, everybody has, has something, you know, everybody has busy lives, whether it's kids or, but you know, kids are very, it's hard. You're preparing food all day. I totally get it. Um, I would say to them, you know, stay the course. I know that sounds cliche. Um, but it, it, it's worth it. It's worth um, learning this beautiful discipline. Um, because what you get out of it at the end is so much more for, for your kids. Um, because you're going to get such great health and wellness that you're going to be around longer for them. Um, so that, that's, that was my main motivation is, is wanting to be around for my kids longer. Um, because the trajectory I was on just didn't look very good so um yeah um yeah remaining well for my kids was my motivating factor um when i thought about oh should i stick this in my mouth when i'm preparing chicken nuggets or should i should i eat the mcdonald's or you know the fast food or whatever it is and i just decided no Mm
0: -mm. yeah that's great so michelle now you've got the weight off what are sort of some of the things that you're looking forward to doing that maybe you couldn't do before?
1: Um a lot of it is just clothes I couldn't wear before. Um I've always been really large chested and uh I was actually um considering getting a, a surgery to reduce them and um some very major surgery actually. Um fortunately I don't have to do that. Thank you, intermittent fasting. <laughs> but um, you know uh, I'm look, I, I look forward to putting on clothes. I I've never been able to wear before. And it's just been like a process of, um, of being able to put on things that I've been like, oh my gosh, I never thought I could ever wear that ever in a million years. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I have it on. Okay. It, It actually looks good. All right. I have a bikini on how is this even possible? Like what the heck? Um, so clothing is a big one. Confidence is a big one. Um, but once everything gets back to kind of i want to say normal the new normal <laughs> so once everything gets safer to travel um i would I would love to do more um more traveling and just uh, kind of um a more physical activity in when it comes to traveling um you know zip lining yeah. and that kind of stuff that i was too afraid to do before because i'm like i'm surely going to break this line <laughs> you know like it's not gonna be good it's just so weird right like i i thought i was succumbed to um i was buying you know bras and stuff in in the big and tall stores because i i couldn't find my size anywhere else and um i was just wearing very baggy clothing that just kind of just made me look Ridiculous! Just like I just looked like like a square, you know, and um and now I can actually wear clothing that just like fits, and it's just like I I'm like, who am I? I, I just bought a size small pants, like well, size small, <laughs> really? <laughs> like I I found myself, especially with COVID, it's like you can't. A lot of fitting rooms are closed, um, even though the stores some stores are open. It's like you go to buy the clothing, but I I don't. Like I have like a, I call it fat brain because I don't really know what my size is anymore. I have to like try it on at home and then like there might be some going back to the store for returns and stuff. So it's trial and error, trial and error.
0: Yeah. I know the um, first time I put a shirt on that didn't have an X on it. Yeah. And because I used to take a four or five XL shirt. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then the Xs started going down, right. 4X, 3X, 2X, 1X. And then I went into one day and this guy said, I'll try this large. And I thought, oh, there's no way, mate. It's not going to fit me. Right. And uh, huh. he said, give it a go. Yeah. And I put it on and it fitted me beautifully. And <sighs> and now I actually buy um, a lot of my shirts from the American company, End.
1: Oh, I love Land's End. And
0: yes. all are beautiful quality shirts, mm-hmm. aren't they? Yes. It's really beautiful. Yes. And, um, What I like about them is they get the sleeves right, you know, because they've got Mm -hmm. long arms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, but it's freeing. And I always say obesity used to choose my clothes and now I do. Oh, I love that. And um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you'd walk into a shop and you'd look through the rack and you'd look at all the stuff and you'd, you'd have to be, go home with something you didn't really love, but you needed to wear clothes. You couldn't walk around without clothes. Right. And yeah, yeah, it was very frustrating, wasn't it? It was,
1: you know, even, like, I I just would walk around with yoga pants, like, I say yoga pants, but any sort of stretchy legging type of pants and um, a very baggy kind of t-shirt and um, kind of frumpy looking and just, um, I kind of, it wasn't just my clothing, but it was like my whole sense of self kind of just kind of went down the drain with obesity. Um, I kind of forgot who I was and... um And I didn't feel very good about myself. So, um, you know, I didn't want to look good. It just wasn't a priority. now I I want to look good. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, it's interesting what you just said then about, you know, I find sometimes identity crisis comes after losing so much weight. I look at myself some days and I think, wow, that's not me. That's impossible. That Mm -hmm. can't be me. Yeah. And you, you, it takes a bit of while to get used to it, Michelle, once you get all that weight off and you start seeing yourself in a different way. And then your Facebook memories after a couple of years or three years, they start coming through and you're skinny. Yeah. And you think, wow. And then all of a sudden <laughs> one comes, it's eight, eight years ago and it hits you in the face like a freight train. Oh, my God. Oh.
1: Yeah. It's um it's, it's extremely, it's extremely weird, um, because I started in January and, um, as we all know, COVID kind of came into our lives in March. And, um, so I wasn't really in stores or out in public for a while, um, through the majority of the, my weight loss. And then I had gone when everything got a little bit better. I went back and, you know, went for a checkup at the doctor and saw myself in a full eighth mirror for the first time in months. I didn't even. I was like, "What the heck?" Like, I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen. I don't have a full length mirror at home, so I hadn't even seen my reflection anywhere. And so I, I kind of just. It was shocking. It was completely shocking, um, in a good way, <laughs> a good, good shock. Um, yeah. But it was great.
0: I um I freaked myself out one day. I was having a shower and I was like drying my hair, and I looked in the bathroom mirror. And I literally jumped out of my skin because I thought someone was standing behind me <laughs> and it was, it was so weird. It was like, I thought, wow, who's that? And uh, oh my yeah, it's like, and I know I've been at shopping centers and you know, you all pass the plate glass window. Mm-hmm. And <clears> sorry. And you, I look at it and I go, man, that's crazy. That's just mm-hmm. nuts. And you do look at yourself more than you used to. I know I do. I do I, absolutely. My I, wife I my wife always says, oh, you take so many selfies of yourself now. And I say, well, because I like the way I look.
1: There's nothing wrong and, with that.
0: Um, <laughs> no, and I think that's important for people to do that too, to take plenty of photos and a way yes. down. Anyway, Michelle, we're nearly out of time, but on. just tell somebody out there that um, is thinking about starting intermittent Fasting, just give them a couple of words of wisdom before we go.
1: Um, you know, I think the best thing I tell anyone is to just start off slow and, um, it's, it's, it's don't over, um, overcomplicate it. It's very simple. It's a simple way of life and, um, let your body lead you. Um, and you won't be, you won't, you will not be led in the wrong direction if you're consistent. It's, it's absolutely about consistency. Just be as consistent as possible and stay the course. You won't be sorry. I
0: love that. I love that. Let your body lead your you. your body
1: lead you. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down on my list of manuscripts. It's <laughs> a great one, Michelle. <laughs> thank
1: you.
0: Anyway. Michelle, thank you oh, so thank much. You. For joining thank me. you so
1: much for having me. It's been such a pleasure.
0: Yeah, it's been fun. Um you've got a lot in common.
1: <laughs> yes, I know. And it's so beautiful to actually put a um, you know, like a a a, a face with a, a voice and um and I love talking all things fasting, so it's been so fun.
0: Okay, great. Thanks, Michelle. You
1: have Thanks,
0: a great Graham. day. Thanks to you. Bye bye. Oh, thank you so much, Michelle. I really enjoyed that chat with you and I found it very inspiring. And you are an inspiring person and I know that you're followed on Instagram by a lot of people. And you show up and you're demonstrating just what it is to, to apply yourself to an intermittent fasting lifestyle. And the results speak for themselves. And I know your family and your husband are very proud of you, as we all are as members of the Fasting Highway Facebook group. So coming up next week, we've got another one of our members from the Fasting Highway Facebook group in Mitch Faith. And Mitch is from Canada. And Mitch has a very interesting story. And she's also going to offer us a little hack about yoga. And I'm not going to spoil a surprise there. So stay tuned for that one coming up, Mitch Faith don't forget you can get my book, The Fasting Highway, on Amazon. It comes in both Kindle and paperback about my own journey. Now, thank you to all those that have been buying it. Anyway, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.